Live from Lincoln Center in the heart of the Dallas Metroplex, this is Nip Talk. An honest and uncensored show about plastic surgery, health, beauty, and lifestyle. With your host, plastic surgeon Dr. Bruce Herman, and your co-host, entrepreneur and social media influencer Sarah Bennett. Now it's time to discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly of the topics everyone is talking about. It's time for Nip Talk. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to Knit Talk. I'm your host, plastic surgeon, Dr. Bruce Herman. For all those watching live and on recording, thank you so much. We do appreciate it. Please hit that like and subscribe button. It really helps us out. With me today is my co-host, Sarah Bennett. Sarah, Hi. how are you doing? How's it going? In the box, as always, is our man, Travis. What's up, Travis? What's going on? How's it going, y'all? It's going good, going good. Good, good, really good. So I'm going to like give away a little bit of a secret. You know, even though we had an episode out last week, uh, we haven't been in the studio for a couple weeks because I was, I was gone, so we recorded two episodes. And I have to say, it's been a crazy two weeks. Like, I, I got a bunch of things to unpack with you guys. But did, Sarah, do you have anything interesting happen last two weeks? or? Yeah, I think the weekend... Um, that we Your filmed at the CrossFit competition. How did it go? Um, I finished 21 out of 42. So that's good. Top I'm half. super average. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's but top half. Um, proud like, of it. Most people are like really serious. Like they're like oh, yeah. all into it. I didn't even practice the um, workouts. Yeah, just went in. Yeah, like, in shape. I just went in and just that's a did pretty it. Good effort. Yeah. Now is that? Have, is that kind of where you place in these things, or do you sometimes do really <clears throat> higher? Or? No, I only compete once a year. Oh, okay. Last time I competed, I competed like at RX, so I did like the elite version, uh -huh. and I was like dead last. Oh, well, hey, so then you've made some huge progress. I did scaled this time, so okay. yeah, so That's it's better. Great. Yeah. Well, congratulations. And I didn't kill myself doing yeah, it. Yeah, right. So. You're still here, right? Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about you, man. You had anything happen to you in the last couple weeks? Uh, no. Nah, everything's been pretty regular on my end. Pretty I can't regular? even lie. Yeah. Everything's been pretty regular on my side. All right. Well, I got some stuff to tell y'all. This is like pretty interesting. So, I guess the first thing was, unbeknownst to me, I ended up going to a Slipknot concert. I at saw the very, that. Did you see that? Yeah. Not only that, I was in the pit at a Slipknot concert, which. So I'm not a huge Slipknot fan, but my son is, and he really wanted to go. And it was like down there at um, Dosakis Pavilion, which huh? is like way, way downtown. And it was like during the week, and my, you know he's 17, but my wife I didn't didn't want him going by himself. And I was like, look, I know you want to see the concert. Like if I was you know your age, and I my dad offered to take me, I would you know jump at the chance to go. I was like, I'll take you. And I was like, where do you want to get tickets? He's like, can we get them in the pit? And I'm like, oh man, like. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember back like in the day, but like the pit at a Slipknot concert was like a place where you went before you went to the hospital to like yeah. get stitches. I've heard stories about the pit at concerts, like concerts that have pits in them. Yeah. I've heard all type of stories uh, before. So I'm sure this is going to be an interesting. So, so I go online to get the tickets and they had plenty of tickets in the pit and it pops up this warning that says warning something along the lines of, you know, this is a place where you could potentially be injured. This is not a place for children. That's like, never good. <laughs> like, oh my God, what are we getting into? So we got tickets for the pit and we went. And I have to say, like, I had a good time. I'm not a huge Slipknot fan. I couldn't have named one Slipknot song. Well, that's probably not true. There was one or two that I kind of remembered. But but to me, like, they, you know, they it sounds a lot of the same. Like, they're like heavy, like 
heavy metal. metal. Yeah, and Don't I they like, scream a lot? There's a lot of screaming. Like I, They could have played the same song 15 <laughs> times, and I'm not sure I've known the difference. But I will say that they put on a great show. Like They are really into it. There's a lot of fire. There's explosions. There's people beating all kinds of like drums. Like they really, really get into it and the crowd gets into it. And so the pit was pretty safe. I mean, you know, 10, 15 years ago might've been dangerous. We were kind of a little bit off to the side, but really probably only four rows from the stage. There wasn't really rows though. It was just people standing. Yeah. And a couple times like the pit started to like get a little aggressive and we'd have to back off. But like uh, overall we were fine. Like we didn't see anybody get like mowed down or anything, but yeah, I definitely remember, um, the pit from when I used to, I used yeah. to go to like Warp Tour and like Edge yeah. Fest. Oh, when I was yeah, a teenager. Yeah, we probably the same, <laughs> same, same Edge Fest. Yeah. Yeah. But it actually, we had a great time. And it was really funny because, like, I, it was very a really last minute thing. I bought the tickets the day of the show. Like, I didn't really have any intentions of this, like, going down. But I really, we had a good time. It was a good father son thing. So, and then, of course, after that, I told you guys last time that I was going to Vegas. Yeah. So, Vegas was good. Um, we did catch Aerosmith, uh, which was really cool. Nice. Um, I've never seen Aerosmith, and I have to say that Steven Tyler is probably a little bit past his prime. Like, he's in his 70s, but overall, the concert was amazing. Like, yeah. we really did enjoy it. And so, probably the most interesting thing that happened to us in Vegas is my wife and I are foodies, right? We love, like, restaurants, mm -hmm. and we love, like, Asian food. And so, I looked up, like, what's the most authentic, you know, Asian restaurant or Japanese restaurant in Vegas? And I found this place and like the, it talked about how the main chef had prepared food for the emperor of Japan and like all this crazy stuff. And they had this taste, yeah, they had this like tasting menu and it's like, well, you know, it wasn't cheap, but we're on vacation. So I was like, all right, we're going to do like the chef's tasting menu. I have to say that this was probably a little bit too authentic even for us. And like we are like super into like authentic food. Like first off, like no one in the, in the restaurant spoke English. Like it was all Japanese. Uh, even the patrons were all Japanese except for us and one other couple and so like even the people around us were speaking Japanese so like it was a this 10 course meal and like the first thing they brought out was like this wheel of meats and like like they they tell you what it is but it's like in Japanese and I'm like like wait does, does this swim in the ocean or like I what, would have not known what to do what kind of animal <laughs> is this exactly um, it was really good like I we did enjoy it we didn't know really what we were eating but it was a lot. And so towards the end of it, like, you know, I mean, it's all raw, you know, all raw food for the most part. Like even they had one beef dish, but it was like really, really rare. Mm -hmm. And like I, we were struggling a bit by the end because it's a lot of food. You don't know what you're eating. It's definitely like not anything you're used to. And uh, the funniest part was is they, they, they served what we thought was a dessert because, you know, you're never really sure because there was no like list of what you were getting. No one could tell you what you were getting. And then we're like, okay, we made it through. Because we were, like, getting kind of the point where, like, I'm not sure how far I can go with this. Right. And uh, they were out with all dessert. Well, then they bring out this snake. Like, like this big snake, like, on a thing, like, raw. Like, the head was cut off, but, like, the rest of it was there. And I was like, oh, my God, what kind of place serves snake after dessert? Like, what, what kind of, like, madness is this? Oh, my gosh, was it a cake? No, it, it, oh. it, was, it was really a snake, but like they, oh. were, <laughs> they didn't say which for like, I guess the next day or whatever. Oh my gosh. But like my wife and I had this like really kind of relief moment where we didn't have to like have the snake course, but which means probably one of the courses was snake and we, it didn't probably was actually it. an eel to be honest. It looked like a snake, but it was probably an eel. That is scary. So the, the story gets even weirder. So like we were supposed to go see the chain smokers that night and I was like starting to feel a little bit like. Crazy. Yeah, unwell, and like, which is very rare for me. Like, I can eat anything. Like, I mean, I was that guy as a kid who was out like hunting and 
cooking, you know, a squirrel or something I caught as a kid, right? Yeah. So like, I'm not the guy who like gets sick, but I was like struggling a little bit. And like, I told my wife, I was like, look, I hate, I hate to say it, but like, I'm gonna have to bail on the chain smokers. Like, I probably need to go back to the hotel. And of course, you know, we'd been there for several days and you know, we had a good time, been out a lot. And I was like, I think maybe I'm just like getting worn down. So that night, like, actually I started running fever and like, and really not feeling very well at all. I didn't really sleep well, and so we got up the next day, and I felt a little bit better. And then we were, we were leaving. I was like, okay, well, I'm, you know, I feel fine, fine to go home. Just didn't, you know, maybe felt just like a little body aches. You know, I thought maybe because I didn't sleep very well. Got home. Next day, I get up, and I start coughing. And I'm like, that's weird. I had fever. Now I'm coughing. Maybe I'm getting. Maybe it wasn't. I thought I had food poisoning. Mm -hmm. It's like maybe I'm getting sick. I take a COVID test, and I was COVID positive. Now, how ironic is it that the week after we do a segment on is the COVID pandemic over that I, I know. get COVID, And right? then my mom got COVID. Your mom got COVID too? Yeah. Is she okay? Yeah. She's fine. Yeah. Good. She's fine. So, and I had to take, me and my daughter had to take a COVID test. Go take COVID yeah, test. Yeah, and we're negative, even though my voice sounds horrible right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, have, I have to say, like, um, I had the most mild episode of COVID ever. Like, I literally had about 48 hours of symptoms. I had fever. I guess body aches, I thought it was from not sleeping, and I had about 24 hours of like upper respiratory stuff, and then I was done. But I had to take, you know, almost a week off. Like, I didn't, didn't work for like a whole week. Yeah. Um, which was kind of a bummer, but, um, but I just thought it was totally like, it just thinking that it was food poisoning, and then just the irony of like, you know, we just talked about the pandemic. But we did agree the pandemic wasn't over, and we had to be careful. Yeah, I got another notification on my phone about like another article about that, like, it's about the pandemic not being over. Yeah, about yeah. a rise of COVID coming this winter. Well, the one thing I would say, you know, is there anything to be learned about my misfortune? Um, I, I do honestly believe that the reason my course was so mild is because I, I did get both vaccines and the booster. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you know, looking at from like a doctor biological standpoint, the reason I probably had such high fevers that first night is like when I got that, you know, finally that conversion, like it was like my body just like fighting, you know, the, the right. virus. And that's why, you know, I felt so poorly, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and they say that like, if you have like the, like a strong fever reaction, it means that you actually have like, you know, immunity to like whatever's coming after you. Yeah. And so, you know, instead of getting really sick, I mean, I didn't even like take any medication. Like, you know, right. I, I, I only, the only reason I took a COVID test at all is I just didn't want to put anybody spread at risk. It, yeah. yeah. I didn't want to spread it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, you know, because I'm seeing patients and I see, you know, some older patients, especially at my wound clinic and stuff. I was like, I'm going to take a COVID test and sure enough it's positive. And then my wife got it. Unfortunately, she's still quarantined. <laughs> she's probably watching. How's quarantine, babe? <laughs> so anyway, it's been an interesting two weeks. Yeah. You know? um, so now it's kind of back Very to Very eventful. Very eventful. Yeah. Man, I'm not sure I can do this where we don't meet up for two weeks. There's too much to talk about. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to move on to uh, our first segment. Um, this is our uh, uh, Plastic Surgery 411. Yes. And so the reason I got this topic is I was asked to talk about this on the radio this week uh, to a radio station out in um, uh, Ohio. And it is about height surgery. Now, have you ever heard of this height surgery, you guys? I, I'm not going to lie. The only time I've heard of it is one time, I think it was like, like on South Park. <laughs> I oh, think, really? Yeah, yeah that's, that's Park. what I was going to say. I've heard it as like a joke. Yeah, it was an episode yeah. of South Park. They had a, a so high surgery. The reason that uh, we were talking about this is there's been a couple articles pop up about it lately. And that's how, you know, the buzz of this stuff, you know, comes up. 
And it was talking about how limb lengthening surgery is starting to boom. Now, boom is a relative term. You know, when you compare the number of cases of this to like other plastic surgeries, like this is really, really small. Like there's something like 200 of these surgeries done worldwide in a year. Okay. But so, it's like abnormal for them to be doing that many. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah you hit the nail on the head. So this surgery is not new. Like limb mm -hmm. lengthening surgery has been around for like 70 years. But in the past, how it was used is we would use it when someone maybe had a congenital defect where one leg was shorter than the other, and then you do the limb lengthening surgery to match them up. Mm -hmm. And that's been done for decades and decades and decades. But how this has become you know, more no noteworthy or newsworthy is now people are doing it just because they want to be taller, which you can totally do. It works fine to do that. And so uh, I, I was asked to talk about it at this radio station, and so I did some research and thought it'd be a good topic because I know you have a lot of male followers, and this is an overwhelmingly male operation. Well, yeah, because it's, like, yeah. not cool if you're not, like, six over right. six feet tall or something. Exactly. But, like, only, like, less than 2% of the male population yeah, it's over is, six like, foot. yeah. <laughs> of course, it's, like, 100% of my friends. Like, I was always the, the small guy. Like, I mean, I looked at this, and I was like, wow, I mean, I get how people might want to do this. I mean, yeah. I... I was really small in high school. I, I'm, I'm not a big guy now. I'm only like 5'9", but I was I was still growing like as a senior, you know, so I was like pretty small. So like height's always been something. I'm like, oh man, I wish I was like six I feet. am. I am also vertically challenged. We're both Five vertically foot challenged. Even. Five foot even? Yeah. Oh, wow. My mom, at one point, she took me to a hormone like doctor to see if I was growing properly when I was oh, a child. Really? Yeah, she was like, you're too now, tiny. Your, are your parents shorter or? Um, my dad's probably like 5'10", like he's okay. not super tall, but mm. my mom's like a normal height. She's like 5'5", five, 5'6". Five, five, oh, wow. Like that's a yeah, normal that's, height that's a for unusual. a girl. Um, and my oldest sister is a yeah. normal height, but then me and then my other two sisters were all like 5'1". kind of weird how... And five foot. Yeah, genetics is like some people. I do yeah. have to say, I I am six one. <laughs> like I am, I am a little then taller. You're, then you're two. You're yeah. like two percent. <laughs> you're lucky, Charles. I would love to I be six so. one. I yeah, am. Awesome. I'm a little taller. Yeah. I'm a little taller. So um, so this surgery can actually give you up to about four or five inches of height. Now, the the kind of the bottom basement is you get one inch. Average is around two inches of of height gain with the surgery, but you can get up to four or even more if they do more radical versions of this surgery. But the way the surgery is done, and there are several techniques, okay? So like I'm kind of explaining what's the most common way that this is done, and there are other things out there, but the way this is doing, being done mostly these days is they take a big metal rod and they put it in your femur, which is the long bone, and there's, there's a picture of it up on the screen. And you can see the rod right there in the middle of the femur bones and those, the things on the end of the nails holding it in place. And you see right in the middle where like the bone kind of stops, mm -hmm. that's basically where they break the bone. And then what they do is over the course of about three months, they start to pull that bone apart. And they pull it apart at about one to two millimeters per day. So really, really slow. And what happens is the bone starts to grow in between that space. And although it doesn't really show up there, there actually is bone material. Yeah, you can see it better on, yeah, on the yeah. bone. Uh, you can see it better on the right side. Yeah. But the thing is, is bone takes a while to, mineral, to, to become mineralized and show up. Like when you fracture, like it looks you know weird for a while. Mm -hmm. Then over time, that'll fill in with bone. So what they do is over the course of three months, they slowly stretch those bones apart, which, you know, if you stretch the long bones of your leg, that's every, you know, centimeter you gain or inch you gain is an inch you're gonna gain in height. And then after the three months, and three months is just average, it can be shorter or even longer, 
uh, they go and they pull that rod back out. It's like a separate surgery. And then, of course, there's kind of a rehabilitation period after that. So, you know, kind of the take home of this for people who are thinking, oh, geez, I'm going to run out and have this done. There, I mean, this is a huge commitment type surgery. Because, like, for example, like, in, in, you know, I mean, not to bring up things you've done in the past, but you know that some surgeries, like cosmetic surgeries, are pretty easy. Like, you yeah. know, breast augmentation or whatever, you go in, you have it done, like, you know, a few days later, a week later, like, you feel like you're totally fine. Yeah. A surgery like this, you're looking at, at the very minimum three to six months before you're kind of back to normal. Well, I just know that breaking a femur is a very serious... Have you broken a bone? No, but I was a oh. gymnast, so oh, I right. know, yeah. like, whenever sure. you, if you, if you hurt a girl that had broken her femur, you were like, wow, it yeah. takes a lot oh, to course. break a femur. Now, of course, to be fair, like when you're surgically breaking that, yeah, it's, it's more better. controlled than if you yeah. break it on the pommel horse. Or, yeah. Is, that's one of the things, right? The pommel horse. Well, that's for, for, for guys, but yeah. Oh, there's not a pommel horse for girls? <laughs> no. Is it called something different? No, girls don't have that event. What? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, you're looking at three to six months of like hardcore kind of, you know, recovering from this operation. Yeah. And the other issue is cost. Um, now, if you Sounds are born expensive. with like one shorter leg, like your insurance will cover that. But yeah. like, if you're like me, five nine guy wanting to be six foot tall just like, doing it to get more swipes on that dating app that's right yeah. yeah to get the extra is it left or right is the good one i don't know i don't have one i don't i've never I don't had either. One. my friend where's robert he's the one that he, he can tell me um but anyway uh yeah if i like rolled in and want the surgery done i gotta pay out of pocket and get ready for sticker shock all right what do you think a surgery like this cost just give me an idea six thousand to ten thousand dollars Travis? um i will say Fifteen thousand. Try one hundred thousand oh, wow. dollars up to two hundred thousand dollars. Sheesh. Yeah. So you're talking about something that's ten to twenty times more expensive than like your run-of-the-mill cosmetic surgery. And the reason for that is because one, you can't do this in an outpatient surgery center like like I operate in. Like this has to be done in a little bit bigger facility. Okay. So there's that cost. But then there's the cost of like those uh, surgical rods. Like those things are insanely expensive. And, you know, insurance is not paying for them. And then, of course, you know, the surgeons doing them are going to charge you, like, an arm. And like, then you have to pay for physical therapy. Right. Then you got the therapy. You got the time off work. I mean, that's not in, even including like that. Um, then you got the second surgery to take the rod yeah. out. So you're looking at a massive, massive cost to do this. And then with the results of it. So are, are these yeah, basically. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, there we go. Wow. So it gives like, you a what's few wrong with their face? <laughs> <laughs> so they, they blurred them out, like, because this guy didn't want... A lot of people don't want anyone to know because there's a thing. Now, the next one, you can see it more clear. Yeah. Like, wow. I mean, there's definitely a difference. Like, yeah. that guy gained, like, a solid, you know, three to four inches right there. Yeah, like, you do definitely get some height differential. Yeah. The thing about it, though, I think being tall is kind of, like, overrated. It, it, you you have to fit into, like, small... That's like, what tall people say. No, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's facts. It's facts. Like, any car that I get into, my legs are always, like, touching my chest. Like, it's always... Well, the hardest to sit in the back seat, uh, it, like it, it's terrible. I can never drive like in a Mustang or anything like that, and I like Mustangs. I will tell you, Travis. Like there are times when I like being a little bit shorter. Like when I was on the airplane mm -hmm. just recently, I was I was like, man, I'm so glad that I'm not like super tall, like because I was kind of <laughs> cramped, you know, like on the airplane. I, I was like, yeah. man, I, I feel bad for like really, really going tall to people. concerts or like comedy shows. The seats be so like 
close together. Oh. Even like basketball games and stuff like that. Like it, it gets like really like hectic. Like my knee sometimes is in somebody's neck when I'm at a basketball game. I feel game. so bad for you. <laughs> yeah, I, you're like a rich person saying how bad it is to like have money. Like I'm sure, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure a lot of men are probably like, yes. Yeah, so I will tell you like yeah. about the concert. Like I do a lot of shows where it's like standing room only, and then I'm like, oh man, I oh, wish yeah. I was just a little bit taller. Well, I'm just trying to give you the other side. I'm trying to give I you know, the other the side. Devil's advocate. I appreciate it, Travis. Yeah, I, I was I was at a concert and I was saying like, oh, I can't see anything, and some dude was like, here, go on my shoulders, and I was like, some random person. <laughs> yeah. Did but you I, do it? Yeah. <laughs> you all acted offended. Like, did you do it? Yeah. I did it. Yeah. I was like, what? It was just funny. Well, the other thing to consider about this um, is the risk, okay? Because you know we've talked yeah. about risks of surgeries, uh, like surgeries like I do, which in, for the most part are. are very, very low. So I pulled up some studies on this procedure because, you know, this has been done for a long time, more recently, you know, as cosmetic, but for functional, it's been done for a long time. So the biggest study I pulled up showed a, a complication rate of uh, 29%. Yikes. They, that's pretty high. That's like, you know, almost one in three patients. Now, some of those complications are very mild. It's not all, you know, big problems. But the other thing to consider is, you know, you are basically getting inside of your bone. And if you were to get an infection on the inside of your bone, I mean, you're looking at like a really serious complication. Yeah. Like you would need like weeks of IV antibiotics. You might have to be hospitalized. And then there's a chance your insurance may not pay for that because you did it from doing cosmetic surgery. Right. Now I found like if I do a surgery and it's very, very rare, but sometimes somebody will have to, you know, get a proceed, like a, maybe a ultrasound or something after a surgery. Most of the time, insurance will cover that, but it is getting a, in a time period where insurance are looking a little bit more, you know, deeply into well, why is this person having this? And they found mm -hmm. that you, you know, had this big surgery for cosmetic reason. Your insurance may not pay for it, and then you could be on the hook for like another hundred thousand dollars to to get over some complications. So, um, is it worth it? I mean, so like, I mean, I, I guess, you know, I'm a good person to ask. I mean, I'm not like short. I'm like dead average, right? Five nine is like the dead average height of a human male, you know, mm -hmm. in the world. And I think in the United States, it's a little bit on the lower side. But, you know, I wouldn't do it. I mean, I remember when I was young, I always wanted to be taller. Um, but I mean, I've done okay. You know, I wasn't going to be a professional athlete anyways. I mean, you're a doctor. I think you're, I think you're doing okay. I mean, I'm doing all right. <laughs> and so, you know, I don't feel like it really affected me from a standpoint of, you know, social life either. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I I personally wouldn't do it. Now, maybe if I was 5'4", I might sing a different tune. I don't know. Well, and I was thinking about like if I would ever if I were to ever do that, like how it would affect me like afterwards, like would I still be able to do CrossFit? Yeah, the answer to that is yes. The, you know, barring an unforeseen complication, if you have the surgery done, like once you're healed, which may take six months or a year, you can pretty much do what you want. Okay. You know, what's interesting, somebody asked me this on the show the other day is like, have any athletes done this, you know, to try and get an edge? And, and to my knowledge, no, um, at least not professional athletes, but. Maybe it was that guy that looked like a marble. He was an athlete professional athlete <laughs> didn't want his identity <laughs> the one who blurred his yeah. face out yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. he looked like a marble so, he's a famous basketball player right? that's the so. quote of the show he looks like a marble yeah <laughs> he did but anyway i thought that was a really interesting topic you know um i'd heard about this i didn't realize it was becoming kind of popular for people to do it as a cosmetic procedure 
Um, if you're interested in it, there's a couple places in the North America you can have it done. Las Vegas has a place that's doing it in Montreal, I think, in Canada. Wow. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of places. Like, you can't, I'm pretty sure no one in, in our location, Dallas Fort Worth, is doing it, which is Yeah, strange. does it cosmetically? What's that? They don't do it cosmetically. Not cosmetically, yeah. no. Not to my knowledge. I'll look into that. If I find anything different, I'll let you know. In case Travis wants to be like six seven, yeah. <laughs> I think I will pay. <laughs> I think it's a good idea, Travis. Yeah, I think I'll pay. <laughs> All right, now understand that you want to bring up uh, yes. something, and I want to chime in on this too because I, I was looking at this and it's very interesting to me. But uh, so, do you remember back in the '90s when like little bitty skinny eyebrows? Were I do remember down. the '90s. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you got this from an article, right? Yeah, Huffington Post. Yeah, yeah, Huff there Post. it is. Yeah. Huffington Post an article about this just recently about skinny 90 now this is my time frame i mean not to like make myself sound old but the oh i grew up in it too the 90s was like watching my, my sisters <laughs> yeah well that was my stomping grounds and I, I remember this but yeah so the 90s yeah so it's just a skinny little eyebrows i remember my sisters yeah like gwen stefani there's our girl my, gwen stefani back my when she... sisters would stare in the mirror for hours plucking their eyebrows to get them to look yeah. skinny like that and well, i as right now, I don't like them at well, all. And what, but, yeah. and what's really funny is we were just talking about this, I guess, a few weeks ago when we were talking about fashion and, you know, like that, that look of the 90s just mm -hmm. in general is, is kind of coming yeah, back. Yeah, for sure. Like the jeans, like the clothes, you know, I mean, we're seeing a lot more flannels. Graphic like tees. Graphic tees, mm -hmm. like, are coming back. And so... Cargo. I mean, <laughs> I, hey, the cargo never left for me. I, I love cargo, man. All those pockets. I mean, come on. Um, but yeah, we're starting to see it, you know, not just in clothes now, but in in on hair, <laughs> in hair, you know, like hairstyles. Like yeah. that, that, I think that was called the wolf cut, right? That, that Gwen Stefani, mm -hmm. throw that Gwen Stefani pick back up. Isn't that the wolf cut where yeah. you get like the kind of, like the comes out on the side and it's kind of like wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that looks, you know, the skinny brows look good with that. Yeah. So no, now, it's definitely like a look. Like, I like Angelina Jolie's eyebrows, but those look more natural. Gwen Stefani's were definitely, she used an eyebrow pencil. Yeah, but there's no way that that, that's not a manicured eyebrow there on Oh, Pinterest. for sure. Yeah. But it's still, it's still trendy, but it's not like Though Gwen, super Let's see Gwen dramatic. one more time. Can we throw, see Gwen again? Yeah. See, those I think that looks good though, man. Those are I mean, drawn on though. Uh, no, they're not that bad. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they are. Maybe it's just her. Like, I mean, to me, it's like, you know, she's so striking anyway. And then those eyebrows, it's just like, yeah, I'm making my eyebrows like yeah. a focus point. She's rock and roll. And then Angelina Jolie is more like classic. True. Okay. I could go with that. Travis, what do you think? Um, so <laughs> I, I'm, my mind like goes to like, can a man rock skinny eyebrows? I, <laughs> I, like, I don't know. Like, can a dude rock skinny eyebrows? No, probably not. I'd no. say probably not. I'm gonna come next show. I'm coming with the skinny eyebrows. All right. So we're going to talk about how you can do it. Right. <laughs> right. So you, the best way to do this is to use like one of those little micro face um, shavers. shavers. Right. Yeah. Now, do and they... you're not supposed to pluck because that damages your hair fall. Right. Now, I do know that. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you're going to, if you are going to shape your eyebrows, actually plucking, which I think many people do, even myself. Yeah, like, but I mean, I do that, but I'm not going for a skinny look. I'm right. going for like a more sure. natural look. This is like, and this is totally different situation because, I mean, if I get like a straight eyebrow, like, I don't care if I mess up that follicle. I'm going to pluck that yeah. thing out. But in this instance, you're actually removing hairs that you may want to have back one Yeah, day. because especially since this is just a trend, like, you know, in sure. five more years, 
bushy eyebrows will be back. <laughs> the bushy eyebrows are back. Yeah. It's caterpillar season, baby. Yeah. So, <laughs> caterpillar there season. are girls rocking unibrows right now. Man, I don't Hardcore. know about that. Well, another thing, too, is uh, I remember uh, I was actually looking at that article. Like, it was actually recommending the first time you do it, you shouldn't do it yourself. Right. Yeah. I would never try to do that. You wouldn't? You, no, because. Do you have, like, somebody that. Well, my sisters. Because my sisters were all. 90s girls and mm. teenagers so, so they were you. all plucking their eyebrows trying to get them that skinny and mm. my sister one of my sisters to this day regrets doing it because her eyebrows won't grow really like where they're supposed to and wow. like my mom my sisters have all messed with their eyebrows to the point that they that they're kind of messed up now yeah and that's why i have never messed with my so eyebrows. i mean there are just i mean never kind of like off topic anything. a little bit there are like serums and stuff <clears throat> that for your eye eyebrows that can help them grow yeah. in fact i remember the article that was makes saying sense that you know it's hair. good to use them especially if you're like you know doing the shaving and the other thing i remember it said is if you're going to shave them that you always want to shave from the bottom okay uh because like if you shave from the top like it can affect your ability to make that peak you know, right. and then you can end up having eyebrows that don't look right for your face. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I honestly, like, I, I kind of like that look. Um, I think also too, like from a plastic surgery, you know, facial aesthetics kind of, you know, way to look at it. I mean, someone who might rock these, you know, I think, and, and of course, Angelina Jolie was up there, but I think people with thinner lips, like, will look better with a thinner yeah, eyebrow. For like, sure. you know, there are certain facial structures that I think could make that skinny eyebrow really pop versus maybe look out of place. I mean, if you have, you know, Angelina Jolie's, Angelina Jolie's lips and then mm -hmm. like really skinny eyebrows like Gwen Stefani had, it may, you know, yeah. be a little bit out of proportion, but... My favorite person that's doing this right now is Doja Cat. Yeah. We don't have a picture of her, but she has been going bananas so <laughs> about one, this. One of the um, one of the viewers <laughs> on YouTube, they said, his name is DG Texas. He said, speaking of eyebrows, Whoopi Goldberg has zero eyebrows. So I, I didn't know really? Whoopi Goldberg didn't have eyebrows. <laughs> I've but never noticed. I wonder I if never she noticed just like went like a Oprah can do anything she wants, though. She's Oprah. Was Oprah? Whoopi. Was oh, Whoopi. Whoopi. I was gonna say, yeah, was Oprah, Oprah King, oh. you know, she, you are not wrong. But I was, I don't <laughs> <But> know. <yeah. laughs> Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, Whoopi, not Oprah. Whoopi. I can't imagine Oprah without any eyebrows. Like, I didn't even know. Some people don't they like shave their eyebrows and then get them yeah. uh, like tattoo? No, not oh, yeah. tattoo. Yeah. They like yeah. tattoo them. Yeah. I think some girls do that Microbladed. too. Microbladed. I don't even know what microbladed is. Uh, that's like a little technique where like they go through them and I think it like trims them and also like shapes them. I haven't done it. I know I know of people who who did do it. Yeah. But I honestly I have to look that technology. What about up. like threading? Is that the well, same thing? No, threading's different. That's different? where you're like yeah, where you're tightening things. But, ah, okay, okay. But I don't know. I, I'm gonna have to say like I mean I think that the style in the '90s was I think it was pretty hot. I mean the '80s and '90s there was some style there. Like I. I mean, maybe I'm just like an old person, but I feel like, you know, you don't see that as much anymore. Like, I know for sure I don't see it in my kid. Well, I don't know, my daughter has, you know, a little bit of style, but, you know, like, <laughs> um, but, you know, like the kids today, like, you don't see that as much, but I like that things are like coming back around, you know? Yeah. I mean, just from the, I don't, and maybe some of it's nostalgia, but, but also like, I just like when people like really kind of like, you know, think about how they're putting themselves together. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, I'm just one of those people, like, because I was those people back then yeah you know and of course you know, i wasn't doing my eyebrows but you know like of course the hair and like all that the clothes and uh yeah i think it's kind of cool so are you gonna try it? now you don't what do you think do you like this look for yourself or no 
No, I'm definitely more of a natural. Like, I yeah. have I've never gotten my eyebrows waxed or any of that because really? I because of my sisters growing oh, up right. with yeah, all of yeah. my older sisters always messing yeah. with their eyebrows and my mom. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm never I'm never getting my eyebrows waxed if yeah. I kind of like if I see a stray hair I don't want there is gone. Gone. Yeah, yeah, I just pluck it. Well, I'm gonna keep an eye out uh, and see if I can pick out more people with the '90s skinny brows. I like them, man. I yeah. I, I think they're cool. I don't mind them as long as they're not like. Yeah drawn on only i feel like only celebrities can really do that to draw on yeah yeah because then they, like do they do all the crazy they stuff yeah. we may talk about them but they can get away with it yes all right well good stuff i appreciate it thanks for talking about that segment all right uh so uh, moving on to our last segment uh this one's just kind of an interesting one um we were uh, talking about earlier how i uh, work at the wound clinic, I think. Were we mentioned that earlier? Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. So this is a picture of my wound clinic, and uh, the, I'm actually really proud of this wound clinic. This is uh, Horizon Medical Center. It has inpatient, outpatient wound care. Um, to me, it's the best wound care center in the Metroplex. I mean, part of it's because, I mean, I, you know, not to my horn, but I do run it, and being a plastic surgeon allows me to treat wounds in ways that most wound centers cannot, you know, because they have to farm out things for surgery, for debridements, skin drafts, flaps, and so, and plus our staff there is just excellent. So uh, the reason I'm talking about the wound clinic is I, I get to see some really interesting stuff there. And one of the questions I always get is, what is the craziest thing that you've ever seen? And then I have to kind of think, you know, because I've been doing medicine now for 20 years. I mean, I've seen a lot of wild stuff and right. a lot of it really is not, fit for public consumption. I mean, some of the craziest things I saw was when I did trauma surgery, you know, back before I got into plastics. Yeah. You showed a really crazy video one time about like somebody's arm that it was broken for oh like my gosh. forever. Okay, and that is exactly what we're about to watch. Oh my god. Did you gosh. know that I was going to do that no. one? No. <laughs> so this is one of the craziest <laughs> things I've ever seen. And before you roll it, let me just tell you a little bit about it. So I saw this lady at my wound clinic. I was seeing her for something else. It wasn't for her arm, but I just happened to notice it. And I asked her if she would let me take a little video of it. I told her I'd do these little things and you know talk about medical issues. She was like, yeah, absolutely. She was really nice. And so uh, she basically had had a broken arm for 10 years that she never got fixed. And it's pretty wild. So Travis, roll that video. The lady had a fracture of her humerus, which is her upper arm bone, 12 years ago that was never fixed. It should be like that. And you can see here, this is the end of the humerus, but her distal arm is fully functional. Wiggle your fingers. Can you see that? So uh, fortunately, she is going to be able to get this fixed soon, but it, this is definitely one of the most relaxed, amazing things I have ever seen in somebody. Thank you. Isn't that crazy? I like I'm like, how is she, how is she functioning? So she just kind of compensated, you know, I asked her, I was like, okay, well, first off, what happened? Said I fell and broke my arm. And I was like, well, what did they, what did they do? Like, well, they put me into like a, a, a cast and they said it was going to heal. And then when I came out of the cast, it, it, it didn't heal. And I was like, okay, well, then what? And I said, well, I was supposed to have surgery. I'm like, okay. Well, and then I think she just didn't follow up, you know? Like, yeah, it's crazy. Like, I mean, she was a little bit of a different lady. Like, yeah. I mean, it sounds wild when I tell you that she just didn't follow up, but that's really what happened because, you know, something like that, although not very common, it can be 
can be fixed. It's crazy what the human body can do, I guess. Well, it's crazy how she compensated for it, because basically she had three joints in her arm. And, you know, when you, you know, when you go to, like, get up like this, like, your body's not expecting there to be a joint in your upper arm. But, of course, she had that, so she had to compensate for it. But she did it. She lived by herself, actually, and was able to, you know, have a pretty normal life. Um, you know, with that, with the arm like that. And yeah, it's just wild. What's wild is like that she really had no symptoms from it. Like her hands were totally normal. Now, every once in a while I saw her, she would, you know, kind of move her arm around a little bit. But yeah, I mean, that, it blew my mind. And I told her, I was like, look, I can get you into a doctor to get this fixed. And she's like, oh, well, I actually just saw an orthopedic surgeon. And uh, she was supposed to get that fixed, I think, something like six months after I took yeah. that video. And I then I, I never did see her again. I wanted to do like a follow-up video, you know, and yeah. say, oh, but how do you like, you know, your arm now that's fixed? And I think the reason why it's so like crazy to me is because I broke my arm right in the above, same place. almost right yeah. above my uh, elbow. Yeah. So. I wish I had an x-ray of her. Now I pull up an x-ray of something very similar. Yeah. That's, so that's pretty much how I broke my arm. Really? Yeah, so that's the humerus. And, yeah. and that is the exact same thing as what she has. And the way you can tell is you can see like that capsule around the two uh, bone fragments. Like it's kind of formed because it, it almost makes like another joint, not like a true joint, but like the, you get this fibrous tissue around those two ends and it, it kind of functions like a joint. And uh, yeah, it's pretty wild. Like I, of all the things I've seen, that's one of the craziest, you know, I. It, even if you get on the internet and you look up, like trying to find stuff like that, you can't find. I found one other video, like in all of my searching, of something that was similar. Yeah. Um, now maybe there's orthopedic surgeons out there who, you know, have like, yeah, know where that kind of stuff is, but I couldn't find it. Like that was, that was some of the craziest stuff I've ever was, seen. That's intense. I just like get. I had pins in my in my arm, and they yep. had to pull them out at the end. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, did they not do that for her? I wonder to keep her to make sure that her Man, bone. I mean, who knows correctly? what happens? You know, That's I mean, you don't know if she had like a bad doctor, which I mean that yeah. does happen, or if she like didn't follow. Maybe she came out of. I mean, I've had people cut off their own casts, you know, and then have to go back to surgery. I mean, who knows like what yeah. happened? And she like you know. She I guess if old, it doesn't bother her, then what? She was an older lady, and she's like, yeah, I just never went back to get it fixed. I'm like, really? That's, <laughs> <laughs> like, pretty bad. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, uh, supposedly she got it fixed. I wish I could see her again. That'd be great. I'd love to, like, get a follow-up on that. Yeah. But pretty wild stuff. All right, Travis, any questions? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We do. We have a couple. Um, okay. So one person <laughs> asks, does insurance cover... Um, height surgery. So oh, height I know surgery. you kind of touched on it earlier, but it, yeah, we did cover height surgery. Uh, only if like the issue is like some kind of congenital deformity, like there are certain deformities of the leg bones. And so, you know, there are people out there who might be born with like short femurs or have some issue with like the shape of the femur. And in that instance, yeah, you could get it covered. But like, if you're just a shorter person that's otherwise normal and you want to have that done, it's going to be out of pocket. Yeah, yeah. and it's going to be pricey. Like, I mean, <laughs> really pricey. Yeah. Okay. House no, pricey. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, house price. Like, yeah, you get another mortgage pricey. Definitely makes sense. Um, another question, um, is it best to wait until done growing for height surgery? Uh, yeah, I would say with any, with any surgery, you know, and I get this question, uh, how I get this question mostly is like when girls have very large breasts at a young age and like when do you do a breast reduction surgery, um, this is the same thing, you know, are you going to, 
wait till people are done growing before you start to alter them. Um, I would say that the answer to that question is, yeah, it's best to wait until you're done. Now, of course, there's exceptions to every rule. You know, if you were having that surgery done for more of an issue that was like, you know, congenital and like you're not able to walk, then you might have it done before you're done growing, you know, because fixing it, you know, would give you more function, right? Yeah. Um, but if it's something that's purely aesthetic, like you just want to be taller, then yeah, I mean, wait till you're done growing. Who knows? I mean, I was growing up until I was 19 years old. So, yeah. you know, I mean, I definitely it's probably best best to wait. So. I would Absolutely. Think. Absolutely. Right. I think that's all the questions that we have on my end. All right. Well, it's a good show today. I thought yeah. we covered some really cool topics. And uh, for all those watching, thank you so much. Uh, please like and subscribe and leave us a comment as well. We'd love to know what you're thinking. And we'll see you next week back here on Nip Talk.